You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hell State Nation? Welcome to Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are coming back after uh, taking a day off for Thanksgiving. How was Thanksgiving for you guys? Was it fantastic? It was uh, great for me, too. Uh, got to got to stay home for the most part. Uh, my uh, wife's family, they live uh, two doors down from where I live, so I uh, didn't really have to go far for Thanksgiving lunch. Ate way too much. Uh, had some turkey, had some uh, dressing, had some uh, pumpkin pie, had some red velvet cheesecake. It was wonderful. Then I got a chance to go see my uh, brother. Got to see a chance to see uh, my mom and uh, stepdad. It was a uh, it was it was a pretty good day. I thought. Uh, got to watch some state basketball in between. Got to watch a little NFL. Got to watch a little college football. Some uh, Mountain West action uh, last night. Utah State and New Mexico uh, playing. And uh, it was just a good, relaxing time. Really missed you guys, though. But we do hope that uh, you had a fantastic Thanksgiving as well. Hopefully you've got another day off today to uh, unwind a little bit. Maybe you're out doing some Christmas shopping. Uh, Maybe you're just getting ready for the Egg Bowl tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot going on this weekend, and we're very thankful that we are back, and we're very thankful to uh, have you guys, the listener, uh, listen in to our podcast each and every day. Be sure to tell your friends about us if you haven't already. Uh, you can also follow us on social media at Locked On Miss State, Locked On M I S S S T. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com if you would like to be a part of the show, if you'd like to interact with us in any way. Those are three ways you can do it. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter account that's uh, at Taylor Jones underscore underscore we look forward to chatting with you as uh, we get into a pretty busy time here in Starkville as we've got basketball that was tipping off unfortunately not a good trip to Melbourne Florida for the Bulldogs as they leave Melbourne Florida at a uh, 0-2 record following the losses against two really good teams in Clemson and Liberty but it's also still football season uh, the Egg Bowl coming up on Saturday and that's going to be what our show is about today it may be a tad longer than we normally like to have the show but we've got a lot to get to we didn't get a chance to talk yesterday we've got two basketball games to recap we're also going to be doing a uh, full-blown preview of the Egg Bowl coming up tomorrow at three o'clock SEC Network that game uh, taking place in Oxford just up the road uh, so as we mentioned, uh, state basketball starting the year at 0-2 with losses to Clemson and Liberty at the uh, Space Coast Challenge in Melbourne, Florida. We're going to recap both of those games, but here in segment number one, we're going to be talking about the season opening loss on Wednesday night against Clemson. The Bulldogs fell 53-42 to against a very experienced Clemson Tiger team. Uh, we talked about in the show on uh, Wednesday's show prior to the game, uh, Clemson bringing a lot of experience back. They beat some pretty good teams last year. Duke, North Carolina, uh, Florida State, a team that I felt like was on the edge of getting a really high seed in the tournament last year. Uh, so they, they we knew what they had coming into the game. Uh, State having a lot of youth on their team, a lot of youth on their side, and you really got to see that 
uh, in the game against Clemson. Take a look at some of the key players. They were led by two uh, guys, DJ Stewart, Tolu Smith. We'll start with Tolu Smith, a uh, red shirt guy, getting his uh, first start in a state uniform. 12 points, 10 rebounds. He was 6 of 12 from the free throw line. Not a bad night for Tolu. Uh, DJ Stewart uh, coming into the game, getting a lot of uh, playing time. In the absence of Iverson Molinar, we hope to see Iverson Molinar a little later in the year. But DJ's night, 12.6 rebounds. He was 5 of 18 from the field. Also, Cam Matthews. Cam Matthews having a really good night in his first night as a uh, Mississippi State Bulldog as well. He had 8 points. He was 3 of 4 from the field. He was 2 for 2 from the 3-point line. And that sounds pretty impressive, but... And also impressive yet disappointing stat in that as well is that uh, he had half of State's points from beyond the arc. State only shooting uh, 31% from three-point land, four of 13. So that was a a glaring number right there. Uh, Some other uh, interesting numbers there from State, they were 30% from the field. They were 15 of 50. They were also 30% from the free throw line. 8 of 27. So again, 30 from the field, 30 from the free throw line, and 31% from uh, beyond the arc. And they only had 8 points off the bench. Just goes to show what uh, the starters had and uh, what they were expected to go through against Clemson. Uh, Looking at Clemson, they were 20% from 3. Not a really good night shooting from beyond the arc for either team. Uh, Clemson shot 20%, 5 of 25 from 3-point land. They also shot 66% from the free throw line, which is you know more than double what State was able to do. They were 10 of 15 from the free throw line. And uh, when you go to the line 27 times and you only fall by 11 points, yeah, that, uh, that really starts to add up and you really start to kick yourself after that as well. We're also going to have some comments from Coach Ben Howland following the game as well. This is after the Clemson game where State lost 53-42 to move to 0-1 on the year in basketball. This first comment here from Coach Howen, uh, we saw seven new scholarship players, and it was a fine line between the youth of Mississippi State and the experience of Clemson. Uh, Coach Howen talks about that aspect of the game here in clip number one. You know, that was a very important aspect going into the game, and you can see how t- good they were running their offense, really being uh, very good in their execution, but we still held them 35% uh, from the field, for, and we outboarded them. I mean, Shooting eight for 27 from the foul line is obviously atrocious and the key stat of the game. How we could be eight for 27 is mind-boggling. I I know I've never had a team uh, that shot that poorly, so obviously it's on me. we got to spend way more time on foul shooting than we are because if we just make, you know, 75% of our shots, this thing's a two-point game going in the last few minutes. I mean – Foul shooting was a huge factor, and then the turnovers. 19 turnovers is way too many turnovers. And again, some of that is youth, as you pointed out, and just executing, knowing what we're supposed to be doing. We had a lot of moving screens today, so we're getting used to playing games. And it's hard to have your first game be against a really good ACC team like Clemson, trying to you know get out there for the first time. You know, and our guys, in fairness to the young guys, no exhibition game, no scrimmage. These are the only people we've seen, you know, since last March. And these new guys have never played against anybody. We talked about Cam Matthews there earlier in the segment. Eight points. He was three of four from uh, the field. He was also two of two from the three-point line. Um, 
Here's what Coach Howlin said about Cam Matthews' first game and also talks a little bit about DJ Stewart and uh, how many minutes he was able to rack up and what they hope to do a little later into the season in regards to how they play DJ Stewart. No, he did a lot of good things. You know, you look at his stats, he, you know, he uh, had three steals where he leads us in practice every day, five rebounds, played really good defense, hit the two big threes, kind of get going to start the second half when we really had nothing going. And uh, I'm really proud of his uh, toughness. He played a lot of minutes, did a really good job. You know, DJ, I wore him down. I played him too many minutes, which is, uh, you know, without Iverson here, he's the one experienced guard we have in the program. It was hard to take him out from that standpoint, but I've got to get him more minutes of rest. You just get a diminished return because his legs get tired because he plays so hard defensively. Uh, You know, he had six turnovers, which is really uncharacteristic of him. But he'll bounce back, and I, I got to play Garcia more minutes tomorrow uh, to get uh, him some more rest, meaning DJ Stewart. Cam Matthews playing his first game in maroon and silver. We also saw Tolu Smith do the exact same thing, and Tolu had a pretty good night, 12 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double in his first game as a Mississippi State Bulldog. Coach Allen talks about his performance as well as a line that you'll hear in this first segment where he talks about he can play way better than he played tonight. And, remi- and reminder, 12 points, 10 rebounds in his first game for Mississippi State. Yeah, he had a double-double in his first outing, which is good. And he knows, and I know, he can play way better than he played today. And uh, is, is going to be uh, improving with each and every opportunity out. I mean, he hasn't played in two years because he redshirted last year. So it's, it's been a while here for him. Uh, and this was this was good for him to get out there. We just got to tighten up everything that we do and really be better at executing. We're asking him to do a lot because he's playing both the power forward and the center position, both in terms of the plays, the sets, the out-of-bounds plays. There's a lot for him to know, and we're asking him to go out, and he had to match up today with a, a, a stretch four. It's more like a three, which will continue to be, uh, you know, his responsibility moving forward with our starters and it's not easy because he's 6'10", 245 pounds, trying to guard smaller, skilled guys. And he got beat a few times defensively with the shot fakes. He's just got to slow down and take his time uh, around the basket. But did some really nice things for us, especially boarding the ball. Uh, again, a double-double in his first outing is a good first night. Finally, here in segment number one, uh, we talk about the issues that plagued Mississippi State in the game against uh, Clemson. Uh, going back to several of those numbers, 30% from the field, 31% from three-point land, and 30% from the free-throw stripe. Coach Allen talks about those issues tonight. Well, I just think that our handling of the pressure uh, that they applied to us, not being able to execute offensively as well as we need to, something that we don't uh, necessarily see every day. Uh, And, uh, you know, it was a very physical game. I thought the officials really let both teams play. It was physical in there. Uh, But, again – one thing we do control every single day is our ability to shoot foul shots. And we shoot an incredible amount of foul shots. I mean, we, we're doing shooting with these guys individually three times a week. They shoot foul shots, we shoot shot foul shots, and we control that. To be 8 for 27 from the, from the free throw line is inexplicable. It's just, you know, unexplainable that we could be that poor, 29%. There you have it. Game one recap of the season for Mississippi State basketball. They fall to Clemson by a score of 53-42. to 
Coming up in segment number two, we'll recap the Liberty game, which was the consolation game of the Space Coast Challenge in Melbourne. And again, it was another 11-point loss to the Liberty Flames, but we saw more production out of two of those guys that we mentioned previously. We'll talk about their performances and get more comments from Coach Ben Howell and following that game and the 0-2 start for state basketball. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. Coors Light is there for you no matter what the situation is. Do you just need a moment to chill? Do you need a moment to relax? Well, this is what this Thanksgiving week is hopefully for you is a chance to relax. Uh, Plenty of sports are back now. College basketball uh, got underway. A lot of games have been played. College football will be picking back up a little later today as well as tomorrow with a full slate of rivalry games in the SEC and uh, it's a perfect time to just sit down, uh, find the remote to relax, and crack open a cold Coors Light. It's perfect for when you need to reset. It's perfect for when you want to chill because it is the beer that is literally made to chill. The Egg Bowl coming up tomorrow. Uh, state basketball getting back underway on Monday. Coors Light wants to be there for you because they are the official beer of watching state sports, or really any college sports. Uh, for instance. So you just flip through the channels, find the game you want to watch, maybe find a couple of games you want to flip back and forth between and crack open a cold Coors Light. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. That's why it is literally made to chill. It's also as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for that moment to unwind and just relax. Is your mouth watering just listening to this? Well, Coors Light wants to be there for you. Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Segment number two of today's Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. We're recapping the first two games of the Mississippi State basketball season. We didn't have a show on uh, Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, so if you're looking around for that one, that's why uh, we're recapping both basketball games because we were off the air yesterday. But we're back now. We recapped the Clemson game where State fell 53-42. Uh, The consolation game was played uh, yesterday afternoon against Liberty. The Bulldogs fell 84-73. Taking a look at some of the uh, key numbers, the uh, team was led again by D.J. Stewart and Tolo Smith. D.J. Stewart, 20 points, 3 rebounds. He was 8-5 from the field, and he played 37 minutes in the game, which that's a pretty big deal because when you hear uh, Coach Howland's comments from yesterday and uh, how much D.J. played, how much he played in the place of Iverson Molinar, who were expecting to get back in December. He was hoping to give him a little bit more rest than he did against Clemson. That didn't quite work out the way that he wanted it to, still playing 37 minutes with DJ Stewart. But it was a pretty productive 37 minutes as he had 20 points in that. Tolu Smith, another guy that uh, really stood out to uh, Coach Howland and everybody else in the state camp after the Clemson game, he also had 20 points. Seven rebounds, seven of eleven from the field. He did not attempt a three-pointer after uh, having some success uh, beyond the arc in the Clemson game. We also saw some uh, pretty good production out of Abdul Adu. Uh, Fourteen points. He was five of five from the field and had five rebounds. So a pretty good night for Adu. The one thing that we saw that really uh, cleaned up, that was really cleaned up after uh, 
the Clemson game, Mississippi State shot 31% from the free throw line against Clemson. They upped that number to 79% against Liberty. They were able to convert 15 of 19 from the stripe. They shot 40%, which was full 10% up. Then they shot against Clemson. They were 4 of 10 from three-point land. Still a number that you want to get up. And they were also 57% from the field, 15 of 26. And we saw uh, DJ Stewart still uh, stay in there for over 37 minutes, which means that uh, State only had seven points coming off the bench in the loss to Liberty. Comparing that to what Liberty was able to do, Liberty was 64% from the free throw line. They were 9 of 14, 49% from three-point land, uh, uh, 19 of 39 rather, and they were 64% or excuse me, they were, uh, yeah, they were 64% from the field. I apologize. Uh, 9 of 14. And uh, looking back at that glaring three-point number, they were 19 of 39. So again, 39 being a huge number. They attempted 10 or they attempted 22 uh, three-pointers and converted 10 just in the second half. So they were shooting the lights out of the gym in uh, the second half against Mississippi State. Going to turn things now over to Coach Ben Howland again. Some comments after the game. We'll first start with the uh, three-point shooting and getting that really cleaned up as State went from uh, 31% to 40% in the three-point category in the game against Liberty. You know, uh, I thought they did a good job penetrating and kicking out. You look at the, the fifth-year transfer, Chris Parker, who's the son of a coach, uh, and uh, really did a great job as a veteran point guard, distributing the ball off of his penetration. Uh, you know, they start out the first half making five threes, and they start the second half making at least four. And on the second half, they only took four shots inside of three. Uh, so it was all about the three-point line. That's what really was a problem. You know, McGee uh, was just tremendous tonight in terms of his range. A couple of the shots he made were just unbelievably long, deep, beyond the NBA three-point line. Uh, you have to give them credit. You know, they have a veteran bunch in that they start Parker, who's a senior. They have McGee, who's a senior. And then, obviously, number 10, Cuff is a senior. All three of those guys have been through the wars. You know, they have a great program. you got to give them credit. Uh, this will not be – I think both teams that we lost to, Neil, to start the season out here uh, will be in the NCAA tournament at, at the end of the day. I would be surprised if both Clemson and Liberty are not in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, we were planning to have four games under our belt prior to getting here when we originally scheduled this, we had a chance to, to pull out of it and use COVID as a reason, but I didn't think that was the right thing to do. Uh, it was obviously difficult to start the season with these two good teams without getting some minutes under our, our belt already. But our young guys will grow from it, we'll get better, we'll improve, uh, and it will obviously be helpful to have Iverson back, which we expect to have him back after one more game. And you hear him talk about uh, both teams right there, Clemson and Liberty being two teams that he expects to see in the NCAA tournament when the season comes to an end. If they're not there, going to be a huge surprise. I believe it's going to be a huge surprise too. Uh, Liberty looks to be one of those teams that's going to be one of the top mid-majors. We also uh, see Clemson has a lot of potential, even though they play in the same conference as Florida State and Duke and Virginia and some of those other really key uh, ACC teams, I still see them getting in 
as well. I see the ACC probably having about the same number of teams as the Big Ten. Big Ten maybe having a team or two more, but I still see Clemson uh, getting in there as well. So we talk about the three-point shooting there, upping it from 31% to 40%. Free throw shooting went up a heck of a lot from 30% to 79%. Stayed able to shoot 15 of 19 from the stripe against Liberty. And that's what uh, Coach Howland talks about here, cleaning up that aspect from the Clemson game. Yeah, and we, we worked on today. We spent 20 minutes uh, during our shoot-around just working on foul shooting and really getting focused on it. Uh, and I thought that uh, Abdul and Tolu in particular were very good there. They were 10 for 13. Big improvement from yesterday. Uh, you know, we did some good things. I thought offensively we were much better tonight than we were against Clemson. Uh, I thought yesterday we had a much better defensive effort. We've got to, I told the team this, we've got to put the two uh, games together and play a solid game of, of defense with a really good solid game of offense. About the, you know, us putting those you know, two games together and getting the both out each side of the, the ball will be important for us moving forward. So even though there were only two games played, there were a handful of games that had to be uh, canceled due to COVID-19 pushing the season back. No chance for a uh, scrimmage against another team. No chance for uh, really any opportunity to get any time with anyone not wearing a maroon uniform, if you will. So Coach Allen talks about what he saw in his team in the first two games uh, before they leave Florida and come home on Monday. Well, uh, we, we, we're obviously got to growing. I mean, we got to get a lot better at every facet. We got to get better. Number one, defensively. Uh, we got to get better with our ball screen defense. I think that really hurt us tonight. Uh, we've got to be able to change it up and uh, play ball screens different ways. I think it's hard for us at times when we're having to match up with teams that play small ball because uh, you're asking Tolo to get out and guard perimeter guys. Uh, and, again, they shot the hell out of it tonight. Give them credit. I mean, the first two shots that Cuff hit, uh, we were right – you know, we, we were right there on them. Uh, you know, Cameron was – both shots were right in our face. Uh, we, we started having to play uh, McGee a different way, which is to not even help off anybody else and just kind of try to stay with them one pass away. And we still struggled even there because, you know, your, your instinct is to help defensively. It's really hard to, to remember to not help, you know, things that are, you know, contrary to what you normally do. Uh, but uh, we'll learn from that. And, you know, I thought we did a good job getting the ball inside tonight, so I think we're going to you know, continue to develop the inside game. We've got to get better, you know, shooting the ball in the very We were four for ten tonight from three, which is, you know, okay. And I think Iverson really helped us with that because he's one of our two best offensive players. And we mentioned D.J. Stewart again. D.J. Stewart playing a ton of minutes against Clemson, playing a ton of minutes against Liberty. Uh, Coach Hallen was hoping to get Stewart some time off, a little bit more time to rest in the Liberty game. That didn't quite happen as he was still uh, able to get 37 minutes in. Coach Hallen talks about his production in the absence of Iverson Molinar. You know, playing minutes at the point, which we expect to, you know, typically go to, uh, you know, Iverson and Davon. Um, Yeah, it was you know, something he's not used to. And you can see there were times where he was just trying to remember to come back and get the ball. Here's the point. Uh, and we had to play him too many minutes, I mean, to be honest. I mean, not every Iverson here puts a heavy amount of weight on his shoulders uh, to be out there at all times. And, and so, uh, 
you know, we've got uh, a tough game coming up Monday against Texas State. It won 23 games last year and has, uh, you know, eight of the top ten players back from that team. You know, we scheduled a very difficult schedule this year. We have to grow up here in a hurry. But, uh, you know, we've got to bounce back. Tomorrow we'll watch film, and then we'll come back and practice uh, on uh, Saturday and Sunday in preparation for Monday's game. And there's your state basketball recap. We recap the Clemson loss, 53-42. Mississippi State also fell to Liberty, 84-73 in the Space Coast Challenge in Melbourne, Florida, falling to 0-2 to open the year, but a lot of great production from DJ Stewart and Tolu Smith. And uh, we look forward to seeing what State does. They will return home on Monday. They'll take on Texas State at the hump at 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, you can watch that game on the SEC Network. You can also listen to that game on the MSU Radio Network. want to give a shout-out to my guy Neil Price. Neil Price uh, calling the game for uh, the MSU Sports Network, the voice of the dogs. And he was calling that game from Starkville. He didn't get a chance to make the trip to Melbourne. Nobody was able to watch the game in Melbourne live except those that were on the team, those that were coaching, those that were on the support staff, those that were supposed to be there, that it was their job to be there, uh, only got to make the trip. Neil Price had to call the game from Starkville. want to say that he did a heck of a job doing that, and I look forward to uh, hearing him call the Egg Bowl on Saturday, of course, but look forward to call, or hearing him call state basketball as the year goes on as well. A very different role for him, a very different situation, but I felt like he handled it like a champ, and I wanted to give a shout-out to him while uh, we had the opportunity. But as we said, Texas State at the hump will be here at uh, 7 o'clock on Monday. We'll kick off three straight home games for Mississippi State, where they'll take on Texas State, they will take on North Texas on Friday, and then next week, or two weeks from now, I guess, they will take on Jackson State before they head to Atlanta to take on the Dayton Flyers. That's going to be a heck of a game in Atlanta. Uh, looking forward to seeing how that game turns out. But that's going to do it for our state basketball recap. We're now going to turn things over to the Egg Bowl. That's going to be coming up on Saturday at 3 o'clock in Oxford. Uh, going to be a fun game. We're going to run down a full preview, get you caught up on everything going on in both Mississippi State and Ole Miss uh, ahead of the game coming up tomorrow. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Segment number three of our Maroon Friday show. We hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving Thursday We hope you have a wonderful day today, whether you're going to be out shopping, whether you're still going to be spending time with friends and family, whether you're just going to be sitting on the couch watching football all day. That's probably what I'm going to be doing, honestly. And uh, it's just a good time to just sit down and relax. And we thank you for making sure that you listen to your daily Mississippi State Bulldog fix by listening to Locked On Mississippi State wherever you get your podcast, whether it's on the Spotify Uh, podcast list, the Apple podcast list, no matter how you listen, uh, we thank you for doing that. Be sure to tell your friends as well. Be sure to give us a follow on social media. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnMissState, LockedOnMISSST. You can also send us an email, LockedOnMississippiState at gmail.com. I'm open for you to give me a follow as well. More than likely, I'll follow you back. My personal Twitter account is at TaylorJones underscore underscore. Looking forward to Uh, connecting with you as we cover Mississippi State sports. 
So it is the Egg Bowl coming up tomorrow at 3 o'clock on the SEC Network, that game being played at the vault up in Oxford. Uh, this is the 115th meeting between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. That is fantastic. For the most part, it's rivalry weekend in the SEC. We're going to have the Iron Bowl this week. Uh, the Egg Bowl is this week. Uh, but for the most part, that's pretty much it. It's a, kind of a weird year. Uh, this is also the week that we normally see Georgia, Georgia Tech, and Kentucky, Louisville, and Florida, Florida State, but those games aren't happening this year. Even Tennessee, Vanderbilt, that game was supposed to happen this week, but due to some cancellation and some moving around, they're not even playing this week. Tennessee will have a week off. Vanderbilt will take on Missouri, but we'll talk about those games in just a little bit. But it's now time to talk about the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State has won two Egg Bowls in a row. They defeated the Rebels 35-3 in Oxford in 2018. And, of course, you remember how last year went down in Starkville, 21-20 last year, the uh, famous piss-and-miss game where uh, Elijah Moore scored a touchdown and uh, made a uh, dog peeing on a fire hydrant motion, if you will, trying to be DK Metcalf. You're not DK Metcalf, dude, in no way, sort of fashion, you're not DK Metcalf. And it came up to bite him as the extra point attempt went wide right. Fantastic night. Uh, fantastic way to end uh, Thanksgiving 2019 as well. But taking a look at the series over the last uh, the last couple of years, uh, State has won seven Egg Bowls since 2009. Their longest streak in the series was three games in a row from 2009 to 2011. State and Ole Miss are tied at 10 since 2000. State has won 10 games. Ole Miss has won 10 games. So it's a uh, a very different uh, Egg Bowl, if you will. You look at the overall series, Ole Miss still leads. But, hey, you know, the last 20 years have been pretty neck and neck. And I think it's going to be another wild game this year. Uh, Looking forward to seeing how it all works out. State coming in at 2-5 and five with Ole Miss coming in at 3-4. and four. State's wins, of course, being against LSU and Vanderbilt with their losses being to Arkansas, Kentucky, Texas A&M, and Georgia. For uh, Ole Miss, they've defeated Kentucky, they've defeated Vanderbilt, and they've defeated South Carolina. So really that's the only game that they have on us is that they've beaten Kentucky. We've lost to Kentucky. Ole Miss has lost to Florida, Alabama, Arkansas, and Auburn. State definitely has a much easier road Uh, At the end of the year, two more games left for both teams, which is still kind of weird to say, too, because this is the last regular season week of the year. SEC championship games will be played next week in Atlanta, but it's not. Uh, We're going to have two games remaining, uh, December the 5th against Mizzou, December the 12th against Auburn. Both of those games will be in Starkville, so that's going to be nice. And then, of course, Ole Miss... They have LSU and Texas A&M remaining on their schedule. Texas A&M, they were supposed to play them last week. Didn't quite work out. They're moving that game to this week. Leach is 2-1 all-time versus Ole Miss. All three of those games were played at Texas Tech. He had a home-and-home series with the Rebels back in the early part of uh, the 2000s. I believe that was when Eli Manning was still there. Uh, he beat Ole Miss both times, ended up losing in the Cotton Bowl in 09, I believe, to the Ole Miss Rebels. All games were at Texas Tech. Lane Kiffin is 0-0 all-time against Mississippi State. The only time that he would have had a chance to play State was back in 2009 when he's the head coach of Tennessee, and we had just missed playing Tennessee 
as they uh, closed out a series back in 2008. So we just missed Lane Kiffin uh, when he was the head coach at Tennessee. And uh, we're going to give a look at the starting lineups for both teams right now just to give you an idea of what to expect. Uh, Starting at quarterback, we assume it's still going to be Will Rogers for uh, Mississippi State. So uh, we'll look at him at quarterback. Uh, Running backs are going to be Jaquavius Marks, Dylan Johnson, of course. Uh, Receivers, Javante Payton, Malik Heath, Austin Williams, and Osiris Mitchell. On the offensive line, Charles Cross, Greg Island, Cole Smith, Darian Parker, and Quantravius Johnson. Defensive side of the ball, your uh, defensive end, of course, Kobe Jones, nose tackle, Jaden Crumdy, uh, Marky Spencer, the other defensive tackle for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Your linebackers, Tyrus Sweet, Errol Thompson, Aaron Brule. Cornerbacks are going to be Martin Emerson and uh, Arsias Furge. At uh, free safety, going to be Fred Peters at strong safety, London Craft, and Sean Preston at that Bulldog position. Kicking will be uh, Brandon Ruiz. Punting will be Tucker Day, long snapper Paul Blackwell. Holder, Reed Bowman. Kick returners, Javante Payton, Jaquavius Marks. Punt returners will be Austin Williams and Lee Witherspoon. Now going to take a look at Ole Miss in their starting lineups. They've kind of have a two-quarterback system as well. going to be interesting to see when they pull out Matt Corral and when they pull out John Rice Pump, uh, Plumley. But right now, uh, Matt Corral getting the start at quarterback for the Ole Miss Rebels coming in with 2,359 yards passing, 22 touchdowns. Jerry and Ely and Snoop Connor, your running backs, your tight end is Kenny Eboa. Uh, wide receivers, Elijah Moore, our old friend Elijah Moore coming back in, and as well as Jonathan Mingo. Those are your two receivers for the Rebels. Nick Broker, Caleb Warren, Ben Brown, Jeremy James, Royce Newman, and Luke, or, uh, and Royce Newman, your offensive lineman, kicker and punter, Luke Logan, and Mac Brown. Uh, doing the kicking will be Logan, and punting will be Mac Brown. On the defensive side of the ball, your defensive end, Taquarius Tisdale, Ryder Anderson and KD Hill, your two interior linemen. Your buck going to be Tavius Robinson and Sam Williams. Uh, linebackers, Lakia Henry, Jaquez Jones, and Momo Sonogo. Defensive backs are going to be Jalen Jordan, Kedron Smith, John Hayes, A.J. Finley, and Ja'Cory Hawkins. Those are the starting lineups for both Mississippi State and Ole Miss heading into the Egg Bowl coming up tomorrow again, 3 o'clock on the SEC Network. Calling that game on the SEC Network, Tom Hart, Jordan Rogers, and Cole Kublik. Take a look at some other SEC games going on tomorrow. It is Vandy at Missouri. Missouri a 14-point favorite in that one. Kentucky at Florida. Still weird to uh, not see the Gators play the Seminoles today. You know what's even weirder? I look forward to uh, watching the uh, the big game between Ohio State and Michigan. That's always like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. We've already watched Ole Miss-Mississippi State play because normally they play on Thanksgiving. That didn't happen this year. But Ohio State's playing Illinois. So, so weird. But anyway, getting back to the SEC, uh, Kentucky at Florida. Florida a 25-point favorite in that one. Auburn at Alabama. This one's going to be very interesting because Bama's a 24-point favorite against Auburn. Without Nick Saban, uh, he's not going to be coaching due to uh, COVID-19 diagnosis. That's, I mean, I think they're capable of doing it, but will they do it? I don't know. But uh, Bama, 24-point favorite. Auburn, a 24-point dog in that one. 
Uh, LSU at Texas A&M. Texas A&M a 14-point favorite. And then Georgia at South Carolina with the Dogs being a 21-point favorite, which I feel like is pretty fair. And uh, the uh, line for Ole Miss and Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl, uh, the school from up north has a 9.5-point favorite over the Dogs. Time to prove them wrong, guys. Uh, some quick notes of some SEC games that were supposed to be played this week but aren't going to be played. Tennessee and Vanderbilt, Arkansas and Missouri. Arkansas had COVID-19 issues. They weren't able to uh, play this week. Tennessee and Vanderbilt, I think both were fine, but Vanderbilt uh, needed that extra week to um, to take on Missouri because that was a game that was already postponed. I decided to move that game up a week. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, your football preview for the week here on Locked On Mississippi State. So ring those cowbells proud, guys, because we've got a big game coming up tomorrow, and uh, hopefully on uh, Monday's podcast we'll be uh, we'll be talking about it, talking about uh, a big Egg Bowl win. We'll be previewing a state basketball game against Texas State. All of that will be coming up on the Monday show of Locked On Mississippi State. You can connect with us still by uh, following us on social media at Locked On Miss State on both Twitter and Instagram. That's at Locked On M I S S S T. You can also send us an email, Locked On Mississippi State at gmail.com. We hope you have a fantastic weekend, everyone. Uh, ring your cowbells. You've got two hands. Ring those cowbells proud. And when you're not ringing those cowbells, remember what Coach Leach said at his press conference this week, drink two Cokes for the Egg Bowl. Make sure you go to the store today and load up on Coca-Colas because you need to drink two Cokes for the Egg Bowl. So do that. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. We'll uh, hopefully uh, recap a very successful Egg Bowl. We'll also be talking about uh, state basketball as they get back on the hardwood. They'll be making their hump debut for the 2020-2021 season when they host Texas State on Monday. So in the meantime, have a great weekend, everyone. Hail State! We'll talk again soon.